So hi everybody, happy Thursday and welcome back once again to this episode of the Fetch Podcast. And related to the weather outside and for the season of winter, this episode is titled Keeping Your Dog Warm, A Cold Weather Guide. Now as a dog owner, there are many things that you should be aware of in winter, such as knowing when it's too cold for your dog, how to protect your dog's paws and why you don't want your dog sleeping outside in the cold. And in this episode, we'll cover a few bits of advice on how to keep your fur friend toasty warm this winter. This is the Fetch Popcast. My name is Damien, and if your dogs are listening, tell me what they think. So, hi everybody. Happy Thursday. Or actually, yes, it is Thursday. Sorry, I actually had to take a look at my calendar then in front of me because... I find this time of year, Christmas and the new year, things just tend to blur into into the same week, don't they? And I just get mixed up of uh, what day it is. And it's kind of good because I've had most of the, excuse me, most of the Christmas break off between Christmas and new year. And it gives me a chance to actually relax and unwind a little bit. But I tend not to keep a track of the days. And someone asked me today, what are you doing New Year's Eve? And I was like, my God, it's actually two two days away. I've just completely lost track of the days. But here I am again, and I'm sitting in front of my computer screen. And what's the time now? It's 8 p.m. And it's dark outside. It's cold outside. It's raining outside. Roll on spring. I'm definitely more of a spring and a summer type of person. I'm not a huge fan of the winter. I like to be very active all the time and make the most of the evenings. But when I looked outside earlier, I ran out to my garage just to put some clean dog towels into our box. And I literally was out that's outside for about a minute and thought, my God, it's cold out here. And it got me thinking about dogs and thinking, you know, how many people actually know the tips and advice on how to keep their dogs really, really warm this winter? Because all of us have been affected by the high um, price hike in energy bills. So people are trying to keep the heating down and even keeping it off as much as possible. And dogs being mammals like us, they can feel cold. They can feel hot. And we want to keep our dogs as warm as we possibly can um, in these cold winter months, at least until March or April, until it starts to get a little bit warmer. Now, people always say to me, can dogs handle the cold weather because they have fur? So should I buy them a coat? Should I buy them a scarf? Should I buy them a hat? Because the work that the dog industry now is is full of items and accessories and clothing and so much stuff that you can now buy for your dogs. And the answer to that question really is that not all dogs can handle the extreme cold parts that some of us see here in the UK. And uh, we've got two lists that I'm about to read out. And on one list are a few examples of popular dog breeds that can handle the cold temperatures. And on the second list, there are several breeds that need a little extra care in order to handle the cold. And no matter what list your dog would be on, you always need to watch them closely during the cold, especially if it gets extremely cold. I mean, here in the UK, our temperatures can get down to maybe minus five to minus eight, but some areas, especially up in the the mountains of Scotland, it's been heard to get down to minus 20, minus 25 degrees, which is extremely cold. Now, these, the first list really, the dogs that I'm about to mention, these tend to be the breeds that will be able to handle the cold weather. And I'll say that in a, in a kind of, 
in a way, again, they can handle cold weather better than some other breeds, but they will still feel the cold. So any dog that's on this list that I'm about to read out, don't think, oh, okay, well, my, that dog is fine with the cold. I can therefore leave them outside in their kennel all night. Um, but there are a few examples of dogs that can um, handle cold weather. One of them is a Labrador Retriever, uh, the lovely working Labradors, Siberian Huskies, um, Bernese Mountain Dogs, Collies, Newfoundlands, St. Bernards and Alaskan Malamutes. And those dogs tend to have a thick coat, quite an, like an underlayer of a coat, and they tend to hold onto their body heat a lot quicker. But if your dog has a coat of hair that is shorter or tighter, they may not be able to handle cold temperatures easy. And a few dogs that may fit into that category could be Bulldogs, Yorkshire Terriers, Boxers, Great Danes, Boston Terriers, Chihuahuas, etc., etc. So you probably have a vision of these dogs already in your head. So if you compare a Husky's coat to a Boxer dog's coat, you can straight away think of the think of the difference there. Now, with a lot of dogs, many of them can handle um, extreme temperature changes, but not not necessarily. Um, like straight away, if it's a temperature which changes um, sort of gradually, then they tend to handle that a little bit more. But if the temperature tends to drop very, very quickly, then that's, this can have a severe effect on your dog's well-being. Now, most dogs tend to be okay in the cold until the temperature hits between roughly six to seven degrees. This is Celsius. And at this point, you should really be watching your dog for the signs that the cold is getting to him or her. And dogs, like us humans, because they are mammals, they will show symptoms when the cold begins to get to them. And first symptoms tend to be lethargy. They might lose like energy to want to run. They could have uh, a really congested nose. And this can really affect a lot of dogs um, like French Bulldogs, Boston Terriers. They could have watery eyes, low fever, loss of appetite, shivering, feeling weak, etc., etc. Pretty much anything that we would feel out there in the cold. And when your dog begins to show signs of this being of them being cold, the best thing to do is to take them inside or um, put them next to somewhere really, really warm. Now, here at Fetch, one of the the most difficult month for us, I would probably say, is is the summer, because in the summer our summers tend to be getting hotter. Last summer we had two extreme heat waves where our temperatures here got to close to 40 degrees and it was so hot that the tarmac was melting and um you know i mean i remember sitting in the garden at the time reading my book and i remember the pages actually falling out of my book because the glue in the spine of the book was actually melting and then i went to put my flip-flops on and the actual rubber on the bottom of the flip-flops had started to melt and i thought my goodness, you know, it's we really have to adapt our way of working. So when we had the extreme heat waves, we had to do more house visits. We had to uh, just do more garden breaks for the dogs because obviously the welfare of the dog, it's not right for us to walk the dogs out on the cold pavement. But we also have to be aware when we have loads of ice and loads of um, snow on the ground. And although it's good fun to see dogs rolling about in the snow and messing about in the snow, just remember that, you know, they will show the same, um, that they will show the same symptoms as what we would as a human. But when a dog goes into zoomies, a little bit like a child, they don't really think of the consequences of what's going to happen. It's good fun at the time. And then afterwards, they'll really, really feel the the kind of down, down bits of it. So, 
how can I keep my dog warm when they're outside? So one of the one of the sort of best tips and tricks really is to really just know when it is too cold. So when the mercury on the thermometers or on the on the temperature gauges tends to reach zero, okay, then that is getting way too cold for some smaller short-haired dogs. So anything which is getting close to freezing freezing is really, really cold for most dogs, pretty much like us. And there, there's a few dogs, like I mentioned in the first list, that can take temperatures below freezing. But if you have your dog outside during those cold temperatures, just keep an eye on them. So the first thing is, is thinking about the dog's paws. And the soft part of a dog's paws are really, really sensitive. So if you're out walking on the paths, some of the chemicals being spread to prevent icing can absorb into your dog's paws, such as grit uh, and de-icing chemicals. And these chemicals can really irritate the skin and become ingested if your dog licks their paws when they get home. So it's always important, I always think, to check the paws for cracks or bleeding before you go out for a walk and also when you come back. And I don't know about you, but when my hands get really, really cold, I get the small little cracks at the ends of my fingers. They they look like little paper cuts and they're really, really sore. And I remember actually a few weeks ago when we had a cold snap that I was actually de-icing my car. And I got some of the de-icer actually in those little cracks in my fingers and oh, it really, really stung. So imagine if a dog has a cut in their paw and they're getting chemicals in there. It's going to be extremely, extremely painful. This is common sense as well, but be assured, don't make your dog sleep outdoors. So if you have a dog kennel, people may think, okay, they're going to be fine in a kennel. But just think of a kennel is a little bit like a mini garden shed for a dog. Okay, so make a spot inside in your garage or in your home. You know, ideally they need to be in your home. Different countries and different cultures tend to um, treat their dogs slightly differently, not in bad ways. But some of them prefer to have their dogs outside in outhouses or outside kennels. But just remember that, you know, they will feel the cold just as bad as we do. Also think about where your dog's beds are positioned in your house. Keep beds away from drafty areas. So you want to keep their bed away from a door or window that could potentially blow cold air over them during the day or the night because cold air isn't good for your dog, just like it isn't good for you. And remember that your dogs can't speak up and say, mom, dad, I'm feeling cold. Can I have an extra blanket? They they will just sit there and shiver um, and their instinct will just kick in that way. Think about in their bed, gaining extra bedding for warmth and you want to have more insulation around them. So it's common sense, but more blankets, throw a couple of extra heavy blankets or old quilts in for your dog to curl up in. And the goal is to keep your dog as warm as and as comfortable as possible. Always focus on keeping the core temperature the strongest. So anything around the body, because as people, what we tend to do, and I've seen this a lot, especially in the city when I've been Christmas shopping, is people standing by the bus stops. And when their hands are cold, they're actually blowing on their hands and they're rubbing their hands together. But what we're actually doing there, we're, we're kind of doing the exact, exact opposite of what we should be doing. If we are rubbing our hands, we're actually taking blood away from our torso and pumping it to the extremities of the fingers, whereas we want to keep our core warm. And I remember this is a little bit crazy, but I remember watching an episode of Bear Grylls 
and he fell into a frozen lake. And as soon as he got out of the frozen lake, he took his clothes off. He was basically like butt naked and he started rubbing his core. He started rubbing his chest, his back. And he said the key is to keep the core warm. So if you notice that your dog is cold and your dog is shivering, warm the core. You might want to hug them around their body. Don't worry about rubbing their paws or rubbing their legs. Warm up the main core of the body. If your dog has a bed or um, their sleeping area is on the floor, raise their sleeping area up off the floor by several inches because the ground can actually take heat away from the dog and make it even colder. And if you have a kennel outside and they are in an outhouse, what you may want to do is build a smaller platform and elevate the kennel several inches because that will help to keep moisture from building up between the kennel and the dirt because then it will lead to another problem where you may have um, mold and the, the wood may start to rot if it's not actually been treated. The next thing is think about a heater or a heat lamp because you can find pretty much any type of heater these days, but make sure you get one that will be safe to keep in your dog's house or your, your outhouse. And a heat lamp is okay, but if you use one, you want to make sure it's secure so that it won't fall on the floor. If you don't really want to worry about getting a, a heat lamp, you can also purchase heat pads. And these are actually quite good. And these are one of the safest methods of heating a dog's sleeping area, especially if there's a, a lack of insulation there. So you literally just slide it underneath the dog's um, sleeping bed or wherever they tend to lay, and it will just keep them warm and toasty. But be aware that if you are using this for a puppy and there's an electrical lead going out from the heat, uh, the heat pad into a plug socket that your puppies may be tempted to chew. So just be aware of that. You may want to get a pad that you can heat up first, then unplug it and then place it under there as well. Um, also, um, think about what they're eating. So I tend to find myself personally in the winter, I eat so much more. I just get so much more hungry. And I was one, I used to wonder, why do I want to eat so much more in the winter? And that's because my body is using more calories to keep warm. So my my body and my appetite is craving more food. And that's just a natural part of our own evolution. And once the weather does start to get cold, just always make sure your dog has enough food to eat. I'm not saying overfeed them, but dogs will stay warm by digesting their food. So you always want to make sure they have plenty of food. And you may even consider giving them just a tiny bit more than their usual amount of food. Because as I mentioned, uh, the thermoregulation, the body's way of um, uh, producing heat will require more calories. So just think about it. If you're driving further, you will need to put more petrol in your car. OK, so it's always important to that as well. So also think about winter grooming tips. And there's there's loads of misconceptions about dog care for winter weather. However, there's that there are a few practices really that you should always consider. And your dog needs a clean coat to keep it properly insulated. So if they've been out in the snow or they've been out in the mud, it's good just to give them a quick brush down, get the snow clumps out of them, remove any dirt from their from their coat. Think about it. You'd like you want to keep a nice, clean winter coat when you go out. And it's the same for your dog. And if you give your dog a bath after they've been messing about in the snow or the mud, just make sure that you dry them thoroughly before you let them go outside, because that could lead to, to hypothermia. And if your dog has long hair, you may want to do your best to 
keep it from getting wet and matted because long, wet, matted hair will actually uh, make your dog's body temperature drop so much faster. So that's just a few small kind of tips and hints on how to keep your how to keep your dogs um, safe and, and warm this winter. Hopefully the winter won't be too bad and we won't have too much um, snow here in the UK, but we always have to prepare for it. And it's, um, you know, there's so many coats and so many, so many sort of things you can buy for your dog to wear out there on the market. Just be aware as well. One thing that's just popped into my head is about senior dogs and puppies. So puppies tend to have less fur than adult dogs and they can't regulate their thermo. I'm sort of saying this twice here. They can't balance their thermoregulation as effectively as what an adult dog will do. And what thermoregulation is, it's the, the body's ability to control temperature. And just be careful of senior dogs, especially those ones that are affected by arthritis, because um, as the weather gets colder, the joints get stiffer and a bit of light exercise can help loosen their joints. But it's best probably done indoors. And just remember with a senior dog, a senior dog is classed at about seven or eight years old and an elderly dog is any dog that is over 11 years old. So and the last thing really is to think about warming them up when they do come inside. It's best to keep a towel by the door so you can dry them off as soon as they come inside. And that's actually one of the requirements we ask our dog owners to do here at Fetch is if it's wet and it's cold, we ask them to leave a towel for us. So that when we come in from the, the fun hour of walking and running around, we can dry them off because we don't really want to let a dog lay in their bed or lay in the front room soaking wet until their owners come home. Another thing we also have to do is we also have to we also have to dislodge any balls of ice in their fur. And if the owners have a hairdryer, they can leave out as long as the dog is not terrified by it, because some dogs are. We can just put it on a very low heat and um, just sort of run it over the dog's body and we could do that as well. You could also warm up, you could also provide them actually with a beverage. So if you try to offer them a, a nice warm bowl of boiled carrot juice or unseasoned low sodium chicken or beef stock or broth, you could pour some of that in and also pour some warm water over their food to bring out the flavours. And not only will this help to regulate your dog's body temperature, but it'll also allow your dog to stay hydrated as well. So I hope that gives you a few tips and a few little bits of advice on how to keep your dogs warm this winter. I've seen loads of dogs here in my local village walking about and they've got lovely little uh, warm coats on. I've seen a couple of dogs wearing sort of winter shoes, which I think is a good idea, especially when there's ice and snow on the floor as well. Um, but as I mentioned, hopefully winter won't be too brutal for us this year. And then we can look forward to the nice spring and some uh, spring and summer for the warmer months. So thank you for tuning in. This episode is a little bit uh, shorter than previous ones, but most of the time it's all about common sense, isn't it? It's just looking at your dog, looking at the body language, making sure that whatever you would do to a human being after coming in from the cold or going out in the cold, the same thing applies to your dogs because we always want to see our dogs safe and warm and comfy in these colder winter months. So that's pretty much it 
for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening to this, don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify because that will allow our podcast to move further up the rankings. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple, Google or Amazon, you can also rate us and leave a review on there. And that really, really goes a long way to promoting this podcast and pushing it out to a wider audience. And we really, really thank you for everyone that listens into our weekly episodes. So there'll be another episode on its way in the next few days. But for now, this is the Fetch Pupcast. My name is Damien. And if your dogs were listening, tell me what they think. Mm-hmm.